you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Damn. You should introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Heather. And I'm Tom. <laughs> I really wanted to do that so much. I should have done it. You can do I it like, when you I like totally copped out the end. You like, can do oh, it right now. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right, let's get comfy. Hey guys, um, I'm Heather. And I'm Tom. <laughs> Welcome to ShareSmart TV. We break down the impact of digital media on news, pop culture, and the world around you. Yes. And me and you. And us. ShareSmart TV is a new Facebook Live show where we broadcast every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And today, okay, well, first of all, let's talk about our set setup. So today's <laughs> Thursday. We're doing more of a casual or should I say couchual Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the thing. Oh, man. So, uh, we're just trying different sets because the, the show's still in its infant stages. We're still playing around trying to figure out what the vibe is. And uh, we wanted to do something new. And today, our show is going to be talking about finding the balance between being online and being offline. Which is, uh, I think, something that we have a lot to say on. I know that a lot of you guys have a lot to say on, so please chime in. But because of that, uh, I thought, you know... This is a cool vibe, right? We want to have a conversation. Yeah, we want to have a conversation. Like, exactly. Come into our house. Hang our out loft, with us. And hang yeah. out with us. Chill with us. Um, you know what, though? What's up? See, this is nice because there's you know there's not a lot of there's not a lot of stuff here. This is a very minimalist style environment. <laughs> I would say that there's not a lot of clutter here. Yes. Part of true. me wishes that this physical space represented my digital life. And does it not? Actually, it's pretty minimal. <laughs> But, but I don't think it's as, as effective as it could be. Okay. Like, I really don't. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's what we need to talk about today. Uh, well, mine... <laughs> yeah, mine's a little... I mean, I don't know if it's clutter, it's just messy. But I like it. I dig it. So, uh, so our goal today... Yes, what I is like, our goal today? I like visual aids. Okay. So our goal today is we have this. And we have all of us, and we're happy. Yeah, is right? that us? This is us. This okay. is anybody taking a nap. <laughs> and then you have your digital life. Yes. And sometimes you're like, ah, oh, like I'm, you know, not connected enough. And other times you're like, my digital life is ruining everything. It's an old phone. It's fine. But what we really want to do is we want to find the balance so that you don't tilt, ah, one way or the other way and yes. lose your... That was pointless. I just really wanted to do it. <laughs> but that's the whole point, though, is, is, is that mental balance. And then... There's a reason that we're talking about it specifically today because it seems to be something that's sort of like not dominating a conversation, but it's like it's it's this thing that's like on everybody's mind. It's like percolating, but right below the surface. Well, see, like from my from my experience, what it is is that I think that people who are kind of anti digital media only associate digital media with the bad things and. Being addicted to social media is one of the very uh, apparent bad things. I think that that like if you don't if you're not a creator of digital media and you see people on their phones twenty four seven, like it's just bad. That that's all you associate. It's like you can't be doing anything good on your phone. So that's what we want to talk about because social media is not the is not the only type of digital media. Yeah, that's so the, the, if I had more props, I would have these two rings, and I would say. 
all, and they would emphasize the point that all of social media is digital media, but all of digital media is not social media. Yes. And it's very important to understand the difference between the two because it, it's easy to make the mistake and go, oh, they're talking about digital media, they're talking about Facebook, they're talking about uh, Twitter and, and you know, YouTube and you yeah. know, vlogging and MySpace all of, and yeah, Friendster and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Friendster. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, because like I, I know we, we talk about that stuff all the time, but that's what we want to talk about today is like digital media is not only social media and I feel that if you understand other types of digital media, other types of digital media that you can consume and create, and you know that that's what other people are doing, then maybe you wouldn't. It wouldn't be so bad when someone's on their phone twenty four seven. Like for me, like I'm on my phone all the time. I'm trying to run a business, you know. So it's like I'm not. There's all those those things about like you know getting validation from likes and followers or. Uh, seeing what all your friends are up to. And, and while I do that on social media platforms, a majority of my digital presence and how I spend my time online is is doing business, really, and yeah. trying to share spark people. Well, just the last week, I think it was last week, I sent you a link to a commercial that Apple made, like, uh, I think it was like two, maybe three years ago for Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, if you want to cry, you could look up this commercial, but it's, a, it's an Apple commercial where... Oh, yes, I love this commercial. It's a Christmas commercial. It's... Is oh that a cricket? God. It's starting so early. <laughs> we didn't even say literacy. I feel like we... Oh, we did it. <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, there's an Apple commercial. It's mostly in slow motion. Our guest will leave at some point. I'm going to go chase it. Yeah, I'll go Keep find it. I'll go find um, it. Anyway, <clears throat> this is story time with Tom where I tell you about commercials <laughs> I saw. It's, it's a commercial. There's a kid. It's Christmas time. His whole family is like getting to their, their parents' house. I think it's behind the wall over here. Um... And they're, like, having their holiday season, and this kid is just on his phone the whole time. And the family's getting kind of like, hmm, why is he on his phone all the time? That's annoying. And then at the end of the commercial, the kid finally stands up. He gets everybody's attention, and then he puts from his phone to the TV um, this movie that he's been making. It cuts back through all the things that happened in the commercial, and he had been filming them and been editing them and putting them to music. And he ended up making, like, this really touching holiday gift for his family that ended up meaning the world to everyone and his grandma was hugging him and it's it sounds very cheesy when you explain it but it's like that's it, a, such a perfect example it really is a perfect example of like this this person who had no other way to express themselves but then like had a voice and that's that's you know marketing at its finest but that's like literally what i see every day in the classroom i mean not hopefully even, yeah but not <laughs> even like empowering just the kid but talk about like you know, creating that special moment for all of those family members there. You know, like, that's social. That's they, not anti-social. They, they then take that and they have that. Like, yes. Th and that, does, that doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's much more than a gift card to somewhere or whatever. Yes, exactly. Uh, we are tuning here into the comments. Thanks. Uh, Alex Kawasaki says he likes the couch. It's a comfy couch. It is a comfy couch. Cool. Uh, let's see... What else are we doing? I totally interrupted my thoughts, sorry. No, um, Alex is saying he remembers the commercial and showed it to his mother and he's getting into video. But yes. it's, it's crazy. And I remember that, that Christmas too, I was like, you know what, I want to try that. Like, I want to try to make a movie in a day on my phone, but filming it and editing it on iMovie and like putting a song. And that was like, I don't, I really don't think I do that enough when you realize like, man, you have like a whole production studio like 
on in you your pockets. at all times. In your pockets. It's crazy. And obviously you can do live streaming everywhere, but this is like editing of different shots and music and audio tracks and like transitions and stuff. Like it's pretty advanced. Right. It's more than what you could do on a computer like 15 years ago. And that, I mean, that's, and that's, that's the kind of digital media that we're always talking about when we're just like blown away and you're just looking yeah, at your exactly. life like, this is a thing that we get to have that like no one else has ever had this or access to this. Yeah, and what's crazy, I mean, that this show is a perfect example. It really was just like, you know, Tom and I connected and we were like, this would be a really cool idea and we just did it. There was no like, there was no money involved in it. We didn't have to apply for anything. There, you know, there was no like permits or anything. They're just there. We did. There, it was just literally. Let's come in here, push the button, and go. Yeah, that's 100%. all it was. And before the stream, I went live on like three different platforms, just telling everybody, "Hey, we're about to go live on Facebook. Go check us out." And that was super fun. Yeah, also, by that, the was, way. <laughs> that was fun, and it's like just that's how easy it is to connect with people. And we believe that what we're talking about here, um, and shedding light on and creating dialogue with you guys, is really important. So, I mean, that's the beauty of digital media. So let's talk about... Uh, let's get into it a little bit here. Yeah. So we talked about the extremes of addiction. You see kids on their phone and everyone thinks it's automatically bad. And yeah, I mean, especially like, you know, if you're a teacher in school, it is really annoying when some kid is just kind of browsing through like their social media feed on their phone. They're supposed to be like doing academic work. Paying attention. To paying attention to what's happening. But... Yeah. But it's more important to teach them that there's a time and a place rather than banning it, rather okay. than abstinence-only digital media education. So I have a question about this because what from what I've seen, um, we should probably get into the whole like 1980s kids also. Yeah, well, but yeah. What I've noticed is that people who are older than me see a kid on the phone and immediately think just bad behavior, social media addiction, um, these kids don't look up anymore, they're just glued to their phone, stuff like that. So that that's what they preach to them. Being that you are younger, we we, and a we teacher, might have to reveal our ages here if we're gonna. Like well, I'm 32. This. I mean, I put that out there. I'm a little younger. I'm a <coughs> 31 and 10 months. Yeah, he's like what four months younger than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but so because you're that age and because you are a high school teacher, how do you teach the kids the balance? That's because it's very different from everyone else. Like, everyone else is just like, get off your phone, get off your phone, get off your phone. But you're, <laughs> you're trying to empower these kids to create digital media. Part of that is using their phones. So right. how do you teach that balance? It's, I, don't, I don't have the, like, magic answer. And I'm still, still trying to, like, crack the code on that one. Because it is, it's hard to tell. Because a kid can be on their phone making the next, like, A-plus project. Yes. But they can also look exactly the same, and they're just playing a game or doing whatever. And, you know, I, obviously, like, you have to be active and monitor your students and check in. But, like, if a kid really wants to be off-task, they're totally going to be off-task. Like, yes. you can't stop that. But the goal is to, to engage them in a way where, like, they, don't, they actually don't want to be off-task. They want to... Um, they want to share stuff. And the thing, and phones are such a crazy example because when I started teaching digital media in 2011, it was like, phones were the emergency thing where I was like, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're somewhere and Car no one's around, down. like, yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's something happening, you have no way else to capture it, sure, pull out your phone and use it. But otherwise, please, please, please check out a camera for me. Oh, Don't use it. your phone. Oh, I got it. That's um, and now it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> 
a lot of phones shoot at least as good as like the DSLRs yeah. we use, if not better. Like they're in four K and it's all beautiful yeah. and stuff. Um, I don't know why I say four K that way, but like four K, right. and th I mean that, that's just like a couple of years. So it's there. There's no. It's not like well. You're gonna have to make a crappy project because you're using your phone. It's like, well, you're gonna make a higher resolution project because you're using your phone, and it's it's I, I, it's it's interesting for students because they are so used to getting told to get off of these things that when I go like, hey, like for the next 15 minutes, I'm gonna be you know lecturing you guys. Please put your phones away, um, you know, and you're gonna get the kit. I mean, there's always gonna be yeah. But after that, when it's like, Mr. Buck, can I use my phone to like transfer photos? Can I use my phone to do this or whatever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please do. Like, he, oh, oh my gosh, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, because this was amazing. Because because we're like, you've been in my classroom where I have all these computers and all these cameras and all yes. this crazy stuff. And I think I might have told you about my very first classroom. Yeah, which a is, little bit. A little bit. Which is, I started out as an English teacher, and the classroom I was in was a portable classroom. One of those, like, you know. Was, very small, and there was nothing in it. Literally, when I opened the door for the first time, there was just a pile of desks, floor to ceiling, literally like comically piled on top of each other, <laughs> like the legs sticking up and stuff. And there wasn't even there wasn't even like a chair, like a teacher chair. There wasn't even a bookshelf. Like I taught English, and I didn't have a bookshelf. The day I finally got a filing cabinet, I was like stoked, and then I had to clear out all these black widows from it. And I was like, I have a filing cabinet. It has a lock on it. This is amazing. And then I had to teach English. And part, and this is in 2010-ish, and part of teaching English is you have to do research papers and yep. essays and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, five classes, and I didn't have a desk. We definitely didn't have computers in my classroom. Okay. And our school had one computer lab, and you had to reserve the computer lab, like, way in advance, and everybody wanted it, and it's like, okay, I could get this class in on this day and this class in on that day. Oh, my God, what a pain. But how do you get all five of your classes? And when you're talking about kids doing research papers, they need days to find their topics and, and you know, focus them in and then type out drafts. And, yeah. And, you know, or these were students that didn't necessarily have access to computers at home, Absolutely. so they needed the school thing. Mm -hmm. And the school rule was students are never allowed to be on their phones, except for lunch, before school, after school. During right. school hours, never. Um, and so we're sitting in my classroom, and I was like, you guys need to do research, and we have no way to do research. Uh, so what do we do? But we all have these phones in our pockets. Um, but if you use them and an administrator walks in, I'm going to get marked, like, I'm going to get a negative mark because you guys are on your phones. So we absolutely use their phones. Because why wouldn't you? And then, you know, I mean, it really wasn't even an issue. And these were like ninth graders. Did you, did you have that conversation with them? Yeah. We talked, we explained it. We talked about it. Some of them only had iPods. So like I moved my, my phone in the hotspot so that... They could then have Wi-Fi on their iPods, and that's how they did their research uh, for their papers. And it, it was hard. It's not easy. And that was when yeah. the phones were even smaller, so yeah. it's like it's not easy. But at least they had access to the information. At least we could do it every class period. Most kids had phones. Those that didn't, it was easy to share. Like then I would let them use, you know, the teacher computer, which was like my own computer that I brought in to use, and that's. Okay, so... That, to me, is digital. Like, that's digital media. That's digital media literacy. Yeah, that's definitely, like, the potential. That, that's a great example of uh, using digital media productively. Right. And I love it because it's in a classroom setting where kids are usually told to get off their phone. Now, what do you say to kids who, who are struggling with the whole, like... I mean, I think all of us know, and I know you know a lot of them, who 
you know, these girls, high school girls will post a picture, and if they don't get enough Instagram likes in the, like, first 30 minutes, they, like, delete it. I'm gonna go chase the cricket. I can go chase the cricket. No, it's... Okay, I can explain this. Go. You can yeah. Do There's a... I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna about... hurt the cricket. I'm going to chase the cricket. Oh, it knows you're coming. It stopped. Yeah. That'd be scary. <laughs> so, um, basically, there's... I mean, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't just high school girls. I think this is a lot of people who use Instagram. Specifically, it's very uh, prevalent on Instagram. But people will post something on Instagram. And if they don't get a certain amount of likes and by a certain amount of time, they'll delete it and, you know, either repost it later at a different time, change the caption, do a different filter, maybe pick a different angle, uh, just to get... It's purely just like, oh, this one only got 200 likes and... You know, I got 400 on my other one, so, like, how do I get more of that? How, 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 what, like... How do you navigate that? makes me that? sad, yes. Like, I, because the thing is, like, I definitely feel that, too. I think that is normal. I think that's just, like, how human brains work. But for me, like, for my vlog, I'm about 165 vlogs in. And every single vlog, I did not go in thinking, like, this... This is gonna get this amount of views. I purely uploaded because, like, even there's 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 ones where I did zero planning. I just pushed record. It was done in one take, and I was having a panic attack. And that one got like a decent amount of views in twenty four hours. So, and that, that's great. But I I didn't go into it thinking like this is gonna be the one. Yeah, well, and and that's because you were using you were using the digital media to create a dialogue, and so that's where the balance comes in. Where like. Like, you're talking about, like, those kids that are just, like, so obsessed over how many likes, how many whatever retweets and this is and that's is and whose top eights they're in and stuff <laughs> that they're going, inside joke. Not inside joke. Reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have to point those out. If they're good references, you know what I'm talking about. But that's where, that's where the idea of balance comes in. So that kind of brings me to um, the thing that sparked the idea <laughs> for this episode. Which was, which is uh, this Reddit thread that I came across? Because yes, let's bring let's let's talk about it. So check it out. If if you if you do a Google search um, or your preferred search engine for decluttering your digital life, minimizing digital life, you're gonna find a whole bunch of listicles, which is uh, you know top ten ways to de-stress your digital life, to declutter, to do this, to do that, and they all. All of them have pretty much the same tips, and one of the tips is avoid using any technology before bed. So I go to sleep every night reading Reddit on my iPad. <laughs> and it's a great way to, like, kind of shut my mind down, because I just, like, read through, like, usually ask Reddit threads, which is, it's a whole section of Reddit where people can just post questions. Okay. And, it, and some of them, like, if you want really serious responses, you can say serious, you know, like... Uh, what was the closest you've ever been to dying? And then people will give you these stories. Or, you know, it could be goofy things. Like, what is something that gets more credit than it deserves? And it'll be like... Okay, you know. see, already, can I interrupt you for a second? Um, I really like Reddit because Reddit is a platform. Unfortunately, I'm not as active. I'm not on it. But I love Reddit because it allows people to connect with people that they don't know. And I feel like that's, that is, like, the misconception. Like, if you don't understand social media, digital media, you think, like, oh, Facebook or Instagram. It's all the people that you know in your life. Like, high school students are connected with people that they go to school with. It's right. Like, but Reddit, it's like, you don't know who these people are. 
And that's what's so fascinating about it. Like, that's right. what I love is having the dialogue with people that I will never meet. Like, they're on the other side of the planet, but I love having that perspective and being able to have the conversation. Yeah. That was just the, the quick interruption. No, that's, that is not an interruption. That's exactly like, that's a good, you know, hey, this is kind of a thing of what Reddit is. So, yeah. the, 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 um, the thread. The thread that I found, which it was right as I was, and I was like, oh my God, did Heather post this or something? <laughs> um, the thread, this is from about a week ago. Uh, it says, Redditors in your 30s, how do you feel about being some of the last people to experience growing up in a world before all the tech and internet we have today and beyond? And so, and that, that's a discussion you, have, you and I like have repeatedly because it's such a weird, it's not, it's not that we have any special powers or like any. But we have a very special perspective. A very unique perspective. I tell my students all the time that you are, you know, high school students are born in 2002 and three now. So, like, they're born, in just a couple years, they'll be younger than YouTube and in high school. So they don't, know, they don't, not only do they not know a world that's not connected, they don't know a world without high-speed internet. They don't know a world without social media platforms. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, like, that is, they, they don't know a world without social media platforms. Yeah, they yeah. were born, they were born into a world where Facebook exists, YouTube exists, Google exists, like, and they're the only ones who have that perspective. Nobody, no other they have generation. The first generation, yes. No exactly. other generation of human beings understand that at all. And that's a very unique place. And you and I are in a very similar point because just by our age, we came of age with digital media. And, you know, we were, when we were young kids, we had like the, the old, I mean, like childhood was kind of the same from like the early 50s up until the like early to mid 80s. Like it was, it was kind of the same thing. Like, go play outside. <laughs> and come back eventually. <laughs> like, yeah. like if your or if your mom says be back at this time, like be back at that time, and that's it. And you're like six, and you're just out, just gone. And like you know, if you want to if you want to hang out with someone, you have to go to their house and just knock on the door and like hope that they're home. Yeah, or call them on the landline. <laughs> yeah, and if you're lucky, they have an answering machine that you yeah. can leave a message on. And so that's a that's a very unique perspective of being the transitional generation. And so. Um, this are this ask Reddit thread. I was like, this is so interesting. I want to read what other people. You know, is this a discussion just you and I are having? Mm -hmm. No, it is not. This got one thousand forty six comments in a day, um, and ninety one percent of those were upvotes, which means people like yeah. yes, upvoted. So that means it's a positive response. People weren't down voting it into yeah, oblivion. Like liking, oblivion. Liking um, and so the way Reddit works is you post your comments. If people like it, they vote it up, and then it rises to and the top, yeah. and people can respond in threads. So the top comment is the most popular comment on that thing, whatever it is. The top comment for, well, before I jump to the top comment, this reads some responses. Okay. Because the top comment's going to start a whole discussion. Got That's it. kind of the meat of today's episode. Okay. So... Uh, I'm just going to kind of pick some. Here we go. <clears throat> this is someone who says, 1985 here. I remember being in the library at a young age and asking the librarian what she was doing on the computer. And she replied, surfing the information superhighway. This isn't for kids. She had no idea. That was when there were a handful of websites. Uh, Napster is an early teen waiting hours to download songs only to find out they were fake. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, then people are making fun of, like, she used AltaVista as a search engine. Oh my gosh, Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, yeah. I mean, Netscape Navigator. Uh, and it's crazy, because I remember learning that in my computer literacy class. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, I still had Mavis Beacon teach me how to type and stuff. Yeah, same here. Which, like, which, we, we needed to hit a certain typing speed. Yeah, or you didn't pass. You yeah. didn't pass the test. They covered the keyboard and stuff. Yeah. And here's somebody, I'm, I'm literally just going through this thread naturally. These aren't like pre-tag things. It just, this is what it is. Somebody, Daryl Dixon says, I feel lucky that I was the last generation to not have cell phones. I'd spend all day outside with my friends, riding bikes, fishing, playing all sorts of fun games till the streetlights coming on or my reminder to come home in the evening. I didn't have to update Facebook or Instagram with everything I did. It was like the Wild West. And the main response to that one is, I hate the societal expectation that I'm reachable 24-7. Sometimes I just want to spend the day by myself. God, I have so many things to say about that. Go. Like, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Because the thing is, like, okay, for also, chime in. Let us know what you think. Oh, um, by all means. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, if, if you were born, if you are in your 30s, Okay, or even if you're not, but because it's Reddit thread. I want to hear everybody's. Yeah, opinion. if you because but the Reddit thread is like if you're in your thirties, how do you feel about being like the last generation, yeah. whatever? Um, but if you're whatever age, I think at at this point in human history, each one of our generations, no matter what generation you belong to, is the first of something. Or the last of something. Yeah. So like, what, okay, so let's talk about the generation before us, older so, than us. Yes, yeah, so it's like our parents. Yeah. That'd be mainly the baby boomer generation. Mm -hmm. Um. What about the baby boomer generation? What, like, how could, where do they, what is their thing in this whole, like, you know, digital media being... I'm going to preface this by saying generational generalizations are just that. They're very broad generalizations. It doesn't apply to every member of the generation. Just want to make that very clear. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I know that there are, there are exceptions everywhere. But in speaking in general terms, the baby boomer generation, not only did they not grow up with digital media at all... Um, but they're, they're of the mindset, or at least in my experience, they're of the mindset where technology is a luxury. It's great. A lot of them love it. A lot of them are into it. Um, but it's definitely not a necessity. It's definitely a nuisance. And it's definitely kind of scary. It's scary. And I think from what I've seen, it's just, I, I hear a lot of like, oh, you're young, so you know how to use this. Yeah. But it's like we all learned. Yeah, I mean, and, and like we all learn. It has nothing to do with age. Like you, like you just have to learn it. It's not because you're older that you are incapable of learning it. And this is this is where the the younger generation is disadvantaged because they're assumed to be literate when they're not. When they're when they're savvy, they're very savvy. And and of course, I, like I have students who build their own PCs and stuff. They're very tech literate. Um, but I have also ones that like they don't know how to reboot their phones. But as long as their phone's working. Everything's can, great, yeah. And and that that's a weird that's a weird place. So like we learned, I was thinking of how we used to make movies. So now, oh my god, like like my best friend and I, all we did was make movies. We had an eight millimeter camcorder, and then there's no computers. That's not a thing. It's not a digital camera no. at all. So to edit your movie, you either have to shoot it in real time, like cut your scenes together, go place to place in real time. If you wanted to edit it. You had to take it from the 8mm tape, record it to a VCR if you had one, record it back to a tape, record it back, and you're going back and forth, so it's losing quality. As you're doing this. Because each oh. time you record it, it loses quality. Yeah. And then by the time you're done, you have all these rough cuts, and the thing is so scrambled, it's like you can't even tell what's happening. And, and then God, if you wanted to add in music or something, you had to like... And you just had to figure it out. You literally had to go like... That's the thing. This it's, wire, it's about yeah, out, yeah. This red wire, these red and white cables plug into my stereo and their audio. My VCR has that. What if I put the video from the camera, but the red and white from the stereo? Am I going to get the video from the camera and the sound from the stereo? And, and yeah, I, see, and I think that's what's unique to our age. Yeah, that kind, that kind of because just because we grew up with it, we had to figure it out because, like, 
you know, everyone is older didn't know how to use it. Yeah. And we just, I don't know, we tinkered, but then everyone younger, it, it's like it already works. So yeah. they don't have to figure it out. Right. Until it breaks. And exactly. then they're like, I don't know what to do. Exactly. And that's, that's scary because it is the people who are the most literate that have the most power. Yeah. I mean, from a very practical standpoint in terms of getting the higher paying jobs, but really in terms of directing the, the, the direction of the technology as yes. it develops, being in charge of how the technology works. You know, when the net neutrality debate comes up and people are like, who cares? And net neutrality sounds like a good thing. Like, yes, I'll vote yes on the net neutrality thing, but it's like, no, you want to preserve it, not... It's it's right. very confusing. Like that's where that's where the literacy is so important. Okay, so let's go back to that comment that you read, where I had like all these things to say. Uh, that person <coughs> was saying that they were happy that they were born uh, where they were still a kid without cell phones. Yeah. Because they went out and they played and they were playing outside and all of these things, and they didn't feel like they had to like constantly update people with what they were doing. Yeah, and they hate that they have to be reachable twenty four seven. Which you can probably speak to as someone who's starting your own business or maintaining your own businesses. Yeah, because that's, that's you, annoying. You have to be reachable twenty four seven. That's annoying. Um, but the thing is, like, when it comes to being outside, like, I, I, okay, how do I explain this? I am at the point where I don't have to, and I know this is so ironic coming from me as a vlogger who documents <laughs> everything, but there are plenty of times where I'm doing something that's probably worthy of posting and I just don't post. And I, it's fine, like I don't feel like, oh my God, what a missed opportunity of likes or views or you know, potential subscribers and followers. Like I, I do it when I can, but there are plenty of times when I go on vacation, like I remember being in Iceland and I just, I wasn't holding a camera, I wasn't holding a phone, I was sitting on top of a mountain and I just was like, this is beautiful and I want to remember it with my eyes. And I just sat there and and that was it, and it was awesome. And I, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. No, there's, yeah, no, not at all. But I do remember the time where it was like every single vacation you had to get like that photo. So what I've observed is like the longer we interact and use these platforms, I feel like the culture shifts on it. Elaborate. Um, I feel like okay, like for example, how people rarely post photo albums to. To Facebook anymore? Yeah, I feel like that's not a thing. No, and I've, I've been talking. I think I've been talking about this pretty much every episode. For me to keep in touch with my friends and to see what they're doing, I don't get that info on Facebook anymore. I get that on Instagram. On Facebook, my feed is mostly like, even though I'm connected with every single person I am connected with on Facebook, I have met in real life. But my feed is just full of like news stuff, <clears throat> video game stuff, like you know tech stuff it's it has it's like nothing to do with people because i think i don't know what i've been liking but it's mostly just companies it's it's just mostly media companies that i see in my feed so i don't i don't know about that vacation that you took unless you get engaged or married or having a kid then because everyone's liking that then i'll see that but yeah usually i go to instagram for that so that's what i mean like you know before it was like i man in college i had a photo album for every weekend pretty much and oh, I, yeah. I, oh yeah! Oh yeah! I can't remember the last. Oh time. my gosh! I can't remember the last time I uploaded a photo album. Seriously, I, I completely forgot about I'm this. Told. That's what I mean, and that's what oh I mean. My it's like, <laughs> and, and like, so you could say, like back then, and see, and this this has to do with the place I was in life, also because it's like, yeah, I was that's in what college. you do, yeah. yeah, of course, like you want people to know, but now that now that I'm in my thirties, it's like I, I just have a different. Um, 
I guess I have a strategy now in terms of like what what I'm sharing and why I'm sharing it. Uh, so I don't feel FOMO. I don't feel like, you know, oh my God, I, I should have posted that. It's fine. Like, I think especially as a, as a creator, I, I've learned how to find the story in any moment. So it's like, even if this is like a significant moment, it's, there's going to be another one in five minutes, you know? So that, but that's me. And that's like, so when you rewatch this later, as you're talking, you're going to see me like freak out and have an idea. I can hear it. <laughs> because what you were talking, what you're talking about speaks to lit literally, it's almost like a spoiler alert for the conclusion of our show, because you were able to evaluate what you're using, the digital media that you're using and how you're using it. You were able to evaluate it and incorporate it in an effective way to your life so that you're not off balance. Yeah, like, okay, for example, going, going off of, um, you know, feeling like you have to be reachable 24-7, uh, I feel this way because I get YouTube comments all the time. All the time. I mean, my... Hashtag humble brag. No, I'm not. <laughs> I swear, it's just the truth, I swear. And, and the thing is, like, I, it's because a lot of my subscribers are in different time zones, so they'll straight up, like, comment in the middle of the night, but, like, I... And I, I used to... I want to make it a point to respond to everyone because I want to thank them not only for watching but for making the comments and going out of their way to do that. But I don't, I'm bad at it. Like, I don't respond right away. And it, I, and it's fine. And I, I hope my subscribers would think that that's fine. They don't expect me to reply all, all, you know, all the time right. or right away. Yeah, and, and yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. And the reason that we're having this discussion, I kind of teased it a minute ago was the top comment on this Reddit thread. So that was when we just, that was a random comment that we just hit on that we weren't even planning to have that discussion. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is why this is fun. That's why it's Couch Roll Thursday. Yeah, and also, like, I'm, we're peeking into the comments, so we haven't forgotten about you if you've been writing. No, I have the Reddit thread on mine, but Heather still has the comments yeah. on hers. Okay, so, so let's go back to that. So this was this thing, and, and I, this is the top comment on the, on the Reddit thread out of, um, man, how many comments does this thread have total? 1,046 comments. And, and the reason I read this is because this is something that I oscillate between a lot, where I, I have had this sentiment and I've tried to understand it myself, and it was so interesting to me, because not only is this the top comment, but it just has, you know, probably at least 100 responses to it, where people are, like, expressing their agreement. There's not disagreement. Agreement. Agreement. Okay, go. On the internet. And so here's the top comment. It's from... <laughs> What? Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot the whole thing with Reddit usernames. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's I poop four times a day. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, top comment by user, I poop four times a day. Um, What's your name? I, can't, I'm not, I am not giving out my Reddit <laughs> username on here. Are you kidding me? Not that there's anything crazy about it, but like, that's... Uh, share your story, spark your potential, Mr. Buck. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's my, there's nothing weird on it, but that's my little, that's like my address. I'm not going to give that out. Oh, that's But anyway, that's this good. user says, I actually am kind of torn. I just tried to recall how I would tell someone to meet me somewhere in the 90s. Calling people's landlines now just feels so weird. Also, um, wait, wait, this, I'm reading the wrong comment. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy, I just prompted. Well, I mean, this is an interesting thing. Also, researching for papers using encyclopedias and typing that out on a word oh processor. Oh my god, could you imagine? Oh man, sorry. In encyclopedias? That was the wrong comment that I read. <laughs> no, but still, that's such like, that is like, oh my god. 
Like, that's a perfect example, because Wikipedia, to me, we talked about this in the last episode, it's constantly being updated, and people refuse to have people be wrong on there. Yes. Uh, but Encyclopedia, those things never got updated. You had, like, the same Encyclopedia for years. Yeah, and, like, just decades. Even, like, imagine how outdated, like, I was writing research papers on those encyclopedias. Yes. And, and, and I mean, literally, it's like... There's a Family Guy joke from an old episode where they're trying to update things in the school, and Brian makes the comment that, like, yeah, we really need new textbooks. The history books refer to the Civil Rights Movement as trouble ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And, I mean, that's kind of how some of those articles are. Like, when man gets to the moon, he expects to find, and you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, a little out of date. Right. Did you find the comment? Um, I, I saved it, and then I lost it. Do you fuck? Okay. I, I know. Apple find. Search cabin. Digital literacy. Boom! In action! <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh my god. Where'd you find it? Yes. Okay, That cool. popped it up. Oh my god. I gotta scroll through all the replies because there's so many of them. Um, oh my Okay, let me, let me Here read we go. some comments really quick. Do you mind? Yes, let's do that while I... Okay. I'm sorry I'm so illiterate. You're not! Dude, you're Facebook living right now to people about digital literacy. I know. It's, okay. Alex Kawasaki, I feel you always have a device. I feel you always have a device to capture a moment when it happens, but I don't go out of my way to capture a moment if I haven't planned to go out of my way to get that picture. That's beautiful. That's it. Yes. That's the tweet of the Preach. night right there. That's perfect. Uh, let's see. Alex says, also for my generation, I feel the evolution of technology and digital literacy was more of natural progression. We were right in the middle of analog and digital, and it integrated itself into our life through education. So this is where millennial includes us and Alex. Right. But I think that us being like, I, I, I want to say it's like 1980 to 85. Yeah. That's like a micro generation. Yeah. Which is, wh why? Why? Why are we differentiating ourselves from Because that, that's the, that's the generation where you really like, where you had the classic Child, classic 20th century yep. childhood. and We had a childhood without Halfway internet. through your adolescence, though, you did have the internet. Mm -hmm. And, it's and like, the internet had no idea what it was doing. The internet had no idea what it was doing. It was amazing. ASL! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Ari says, I remember when we were forced to buy a collection of encyclopedias and rich families bought it for their kids for grade school to college. And people would go door-to-door -door selling encyclopedias. Yes. Yeah, and you'd have to find that the That was your one. only source of information, man. Like, literally, how scary is that? Literally, it was either that or just ask around the nearest person, do you know what I know. Yeah, that's the thing. Let's see, that's the thing. It's like, when you were... <laughs> Sorry, I gotta stop that. <laughs> it breaks out when he has a revelation. <laughs> it's so good. It's not good. No, but, like, I... Okay, for for this micro generation that we are a part of, that yes. we are trying to differentiate, right? I remember a time where I had the only people I had to ask, like if I had a question, I would ask mom and dad. Yeah. Mom, dad, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me how to do this? Can you teach me how to cook a steak? Whatever. Like, can you teach me how to ride a bike? Blah, blah, blah. Now, or even in college, like, I don't know, makeup tutorials. I went on YouTube. That's how I learned. I didn't ask. How to tie a tie. How to tie a tie. Number one Google search. Yeah. How to no. Tie a tie. And, and the parent thing, uh, it sounds like your parents were like, we're going to help our kid. My parents each gave me different answers. So like, 
<laughs> I specific I specifically remember being like four years old and riding in the car and seeing the emergency hazard, like it's like the triangle yeah, thing. The hazard lights. Yeah, yeah, the hazard. And I was like, what is this button on the car? I was so interested in all the buttons on our car. And I was like, what does this button do? And my mom said, that's the button you push, and the blinkers start blinking, so if you have an emergency, people see you, and yes. it's safe. And I was like, okay. And then, for whatever reason, I asked my dad, like, the next day, what does this button do? And he said, that's the button that makes the wings come out of the car so it can fly. <laughs> and I was like, huh. And as a 31-year-old, I know which one is the reasonable response. As a 4-year-old, super like, illiterate, <laughs> I don't know. And then I remember he goes, you want me to push it? And I was like, no! <laughs> As I'm riding in the front seat with no car seat, by the way, because it's the 80s, and that was fine. Um, so he pushes the button, and I dive onto the floor, screaming and cowering, because I think the car's going to take off. And he's like, we're really high in the air now. And I'm just like, God, no, we're going to die. And, like, I had oh, no God. way of knowing. Four-year-old Tom, it's so good. Now you tell a kid, this is the button, and he's like, no, it's not. I know. Oh, oh man, okay. Um, That's crazy. So here's... sad. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go, um, okay. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like teasing this comment, but this is going to lead to a big discussion, so okay. I don't want to do that. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was my thought I had that was interrupting. I'm really going to try to control my impulses. <laughs> I just get so excited because... Digital literacy is so exciting. Because you, you were talking about our generation. Here's, here's what happened. If, you, if anybody remembers Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, when he's, 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 he's homesick, it's the beginning of the movie, and he just calls the school payphone... And he starts talking to kids. Yeah. That is a thing that happened. And we talked about this. Yeah. My high school had a payphone out in the middle of the quad. One payphone. And if kids were homesick, so now everyone's on Twitter and social media. Literally, I saw a kid FaceTiming today to his friend that just didn't feel like coming to school. And she was like, what's happening at school? He's like, oh, look. Um, like during lunch or whatever. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And, and then, you know, of course, social media, like, they're never missing out. Um, literally this payphone every day at lunch would just start ringing, and if you're walking by it, you would just go, hello, <laughs> and it would just be somebody you probably didn't know who was home that day, and they'd be like, hey, What's um, going on? they'd either say like, hey, do you see so-and-so, and you're like, I don't know who that is, or they'd just be like, what's going on, and you're like, oh, there was a fight at the thing earlier today, and they'd be like, that's crazy, I was like, I know, it was crazy, all right. They were just, like, checking in. It was, like, old-school Twitter. <laughs> you know, and you have no idea who the person is. You can't call them. They just call this random number, and anybody can pick it up and that's just go, like, this so is what's crazy. happening. That That's the world that we came from. It's like Twitter, but just to one person, and you just kind of hope someone picks up. But that was our high school experience, and college was MySpace. Yeah. Oh, man. Just college. a few years later. and that's that, so crazy. Yeah, and so... So here, leading into this top comment that I was talking about, which I'm like, I'm, of course they don't have an inappropriate username. It's Obsidian Blackbird. Okay. Okay. Um, 666, but whatever. <laughs> uh, this person says, I'm 32. I wish I could go back. It's getting to be too much, especially during and after the election. I've taken months off Reddit before, and I deleted almost everyone from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that isn't a close personal friend or family, and I rarely post anything. Key point. I have a strong desire to move out into the woods so everyone and everything can just shut up for a while. That last part of his comment, moving out into the woods, is this thing that resonates. I've had that feeling where I'm like, like I live in the suburbs and like you have plenty of space in the suburbs, but I've had the thought of like, I need acres. <laughs> like, I need distance. And but from digital media or just like life? It's hard. <laughs> it, the problem here is I think differentiating between the two. 
because that this is where it just exploded into this cavalcade of people going, I'm right there with you, I'm the same age, um, I envy the kids who are born into this world and see it as normal, um, the woods is the way to go, I've written this sentence myself, there's this intense longing for the days, these are all different users of the past when things felt simpler, um, people start talking about, I'm buying a boat so I can go live on a boat. Everyone wants their cabin in the woods, cabin in the woods, cabin in the woods. Which, by the way, if you've seen the horror movie, Cabin in the Woods, not the best way to go. <laughs> but um, but it's, it's this idea of just, I need to get away and I need to shut up. Because there's no balance. And that's, that's what they're struggling with. Because, like, moving out of the woods, going to the woods for a weekend, yeah, that's going to be rad. Yeah, living out in the woods is going to be a very about the different. balance of your little thing. Like you're like Okay, see, this is hard for me. So this is where you guys need to chime in because this is hard for me because I I have never felt that. I I, never, I have felt it. I mean, I'm not going to say I mean, I I can't even I don't even know. I don't even know. Like yesterday I just had a Heather's Happy Hour I have a weekly live show on my YouTube channel. Where basically I was super emo and I cut it. And I was like, I'm about to cry. I'm having a panic attack. Anxiety, anxiety. Um, yeah, I'd like to go to a cabin in the woods. I mean, like, in my head, you know? Because I just <laughs> need to get away from everything for a while. But it's not because I need to get away from digital media. It's just like, just in general, I'm feeling anxiety. You know? But... And digital media can play into that. And that's where, that's where I kind of said you gave a spoiler alert. Because... What, what, it comes, what it really comes down to is, like, sometimes people feel that they, um, if, I, if I'm scared of acquiring the fear of missing out, FOMO, yes. does that make me FOMOphobic? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, so you don't want to have I, the fear of missing out. Basically, it's the fear of, like, if I jump into this, am I going to then be the person that, I gotta do my Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram and whatever else is now trending in Facebook and Reddit and YouTube, and I gotta be on all the things, and this person commented over here, and this person commented over here, and they're sending this thing here, and, like, that, that, that I think, is you what a lot of totally people You just totally described my life. But, well, okay, okay you're, you're a digital media entrepreneur, like, yeah. comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate being a mechanic and working on cars all day. Like, right, oh, right. That's what a mechanic does. Um, but, but you talked about, like, when you're vlogging, you don't have to vlog all day. The first time I met you and you were, you had mentioned when you were coming out here, you were like, I'm, I would like to vlog the whole thing. I was like, okay, I was actually shocked at how little of the time you were recording. But then, honestly, when I watched the vlog, I was like, I didn't know she was recording then or then or then or then. Um, but it was, it, there were so many times when you were, when your camera was down and we were just having conversation. Of course. Um, and it was like, and, and what you vlogged was still a very accurate, true story to what happened. You didn't leave out anything. You didn't fabricate anything. I'm so glad that, like, someone who's been in my vlog is saying this. Like, I love you sharing that perspective. Because, it was super interesting. Yeah, because I feel like when people see, like, especially with vloggers and daily vloggers especially, it's like, you just never put the camera down. You have to document everything. And it's like, no, there's, like, in my head. 10% of the time. Yeah, like, in my head, I know what the story is, and I'm just very intentional with what shots I'm getting and how I'm going to frame that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't have to, it's not that, you know, the camera is preventing me from being in the moment, right? No, no, not at all. It's yeah. it's literally like it's not not at all. Um, but that's what you're talking about, where you're able to understand this is what this platform does for me. This is what I need from it. This is what I don't need from it. This is when I'm gonna use it. This is when I'm not. A perfect example is how I am not on Reddit. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, he's not on Twitter. He's not on Snapchat. Like, and the, I don't. I 
I come and go with platforms. It really depends on like if there's a new feature that uh, I need. I feel like I need to do research on and and be able to have the firsthand experience in using. Then I'll check it out. But like you know, I, I don't know. I I don't. Part of being digitally literate is understanding what the platform does, what audience is on it, how it is used, and how information is created and consumed on it, and then. You decide, like, okay, is this going right. to provide value to my life or is it not? You don't have to be on everything, you know? No, it, it's that evaluation. And like, it's even, even with Facebook, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I I felt like it was getting to the point where I needed to, like, okay, you got to stop going on Facebook because I just, I I cannot stop watching the, the freaking cat videos, man. Like, I'm obsessed with the animal videos and, like... Fail army. I love watching people trip and fall. This is so funny. And see, it's like I'm on Facebook, but I'm not. I'm not looking at people's pictures of my friends. It's 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 just like media companies, and that's why I was like, I need it. This is not good. Yeah, and and I was I was gonna tie it down to tie it back to digital media is not just social media platforms, but it's analyzing how you use everything. And so the phone's a good example. My phone. I got an iPhone six that I got on launch day three years ago, which is ancient in phone times. But the phone still works fine. It's a little bit slow, but the camera is starting to crap out. Um, if I try to take a panoramic photo, it just crashes. The quality from a three-year-old phone to a current phone very different. Cameras are very important to me, so that's the thing where it's like, I kind of want to get a new phone, not for any of the social media things, but because I the tool of having a better camera, being able to shoot 4K anytime I want without having to have a specialized other camera, that seems really important to me. So that's where it's like, if I choose to make the investment in a new phone, it's going to be based on the camera and nothing to do with, with the platforms on it. And I'm using that as an example of like, that's, that's digital media and it's, it's not social media. So here's how I would find, yes, exactly. And here's how I would find Suggest to someone on how you can find the balance between online and offline. If you're still using, like, if you're if most of your online presence is on social media, then I feel like you are totally missing out on the 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 potential that you could be sparking. I'm trying to stop. The I know, I know you were. Um, the potential that that we are trying to spark in you when it comes to digital media, because social media is it's just this little part of it. Like if you're just trying to keep in touch with your friends, there's many ways to do that. You don't only have to do Facebook. It's a great, you know, effective way to do that, and a very like where everyone's there, fine. But uh, there's this whole other world, like Tom said that's not like of digital media that is not just social media and i feel like this is what we hope more more of you understand yeah and finding the balance if you go to those listicles that i mentioned they're great and you can find really great i I don't mean at all to trash on them but what you find is the same tips and, and none of them are really it's like it's like if someone's a hoarder and you're like hey um you should your house it's not even that it's like you should just categorize your hoard you know this is old newspapers these are dead cats and this is potatoes like <laughs> i don't know what you're hoarding but whatever uh like that's not that's not a solution it's still going to be hoarding and those list things where it's like don't use social media before bed or don't use technology before bed it's like ah eh, i don't know is a kindle technology because reading before bed is great uh, yeah like how is that any different from a book Right, but it's a screen, but it's a book, but I, like there's all these weird gray areas. So what it really comes down to is you actually 
taking the time to evaluate what you want, what you need. If your goal is to, you know, to spend less time on social media, but still be connected to people, then don't sign up for every platform, but check them all out and go like, does Facebook work for me? Okay, what does Instagram do that's different from Snapchat? What does Twitter do that's different from these? Like, what can I get? You know, what would benefit? Try them out and then go, you know, this works, this doesn't work. Like, I had Snapchat for a while, and like, I didn't open it for months, and it was not, it was just, I just, for some reason with me, it doesn't click. And I know everyone loves Snapchat, and I'm not at all trying to be like anti-Snapchat. It's just, for me as a user, doesn't click at all. And so, no, I'm not going like, to be on Snapchat just to be on it. Mm -hmm. But Instagram was something that I was pretty late to Instagram, but like, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love the way that it works. I love the, um, and I know Snapchat and Instagram are like becoming more of like one and the same in terms of features, but I just, I like that it's like, I get to see a picture. I get to have a quick description. There's like, at least with the people I follow, there's no drama. There's no anything. It's very just to the point. Yeah. It's very visual. I like that. And I was like, this is, this brings value to me. And, and, and honestly, when it comes to digital media, it, it, I do want to emphasize again, it is not, it's not that you are more proficient with digital media because of your age. Right. Uh, Tom had to try Snapchat. He downloaded it. He played with it. Didn't like it. And you're done. You know, like you really have to, it's, it's like when people ask me, um, I'll, they'll see my vlog, they'll see what I do with it. And they ask me like, how do I vlog? And I, I can't tell, I can tell you how to create a video. I could tell you how to build a YouTube channel, but I cannot tell you what your story is and what story you should share and how you even share that. You know, like a lot of my vlogs are just me sitting on my bed, having the conversation with the camera and that, that's it. But there's plenty of other vloggers that never do that. They're, they're always out and about and filming what they're doing. And that's their format of, st of storytelling. So it's like that really, it, I feel like it, it does take effort and time to become digitally literate. You yeah. do have to go out of your way to kind of experiment and create and, and just go beyond what's convenient because if you just do that, then really you're just, it's just clutter. Yeah. And you're not annoying. Yeah. And, and that's not, I mean, when we're talking about social media addiction, you guys know these platforms are completely optimized for you never to put them down. Yeah. I mean, that's why I can look at one cat video and then all of a sudden I'm just stuck for another hour looking at other But, the, but that's videos. But that's even where the literacy comes in. So for example, what we're talking about is literally there's like social engineers that are hired at the tech companies to figure out literally like when the dopamine is released in your yep. brain and at what intervals you need to get that to keep getting your fix. Yes. And so for example, we just talked about Instagram. If you... You know, you post something and it immediately gets a whole bunch of attention on Instagram. Instagram's not going to go, check it out. They're going to go, here's a little bit. Yep. And you're going to be like, ooh. And then you put your phone down there and you're like, here's a little bit more. Yeah, it, it's actually slowed down when you get notifications so that you, you come back. Yeah. And, and so part of the literacy there is you understand not to fall into that. Like I know yes, exactly. when my phone buzzes, like right as I'm going to sleep and I see like burp, burp, and it's like Instagram thing. I'm like, that's not important. Like yeah. I know, I know what that is. I don't even need to think about it. Um, but if you don't know that, then you're going to be going to sleep and you're going to be like, oh, something important happened. Like I need to check it. Yeah. And so just understanding how things work is, is a huge part to getting that balance back and to using everything as effectively as possible. Yeah. So it's eight fifty-five. Yeah. Crushed it. <laughs> I want to end it with asking you guys: like, do you feel like you have balance with your online and offline 
Um, lives, lives, I guess. Uh, how do you find balance? Is there something that you're struggling with finding balance with? Uh, do you guys have examples of maybe friends or family that you feel like, you know, this teenager is never on their, or always on their phone, or this teenager isn't all this, whatever, like, you know. Positive, negative Yeah, we, we just, let's continue the conversation, leave it in the comments, even if you are watching the replay, uh, we'd love to know more of, you know, what you guys have to say about it. We could peek into the comments before. Yeah, Ari was just saying, I love Snapchat, but Instagram is more resourceful and powerful for me since it's more rich with content and stays, doesn't vanish. Mm -hmm. And then Harry Kong joined in and talked about I have problems, but I balance it. So it's, rec it's, it's recognizing that you are not a slave to the tools that you are using. Ta-da! Love it. Wait, 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 wait. You can post that on your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You gotta, you gotta sign up for Twitter. See, the, oh, this is the last, this was the thing. Did you tease, was that a thing that you had shared? That I didn't. You didn't, okay. I didn't tease it. I'm not on Twitter. Yes. Because I, I made the decision without ever being on Twitter that Twitter was not for me. But everybody in the world is on Twitter. Not everybody in the world is not on Twitter. Well, it feels like it. It really does feel like I'm not in, in that party. No, I feel like Twitter is like, no one's on it. I feel like it's Seriously? underrated. Yeah. Seriously? I feel like a bunch of people left the platform. I feel like more like people are not joining it. I feel like it's kind of been at the same user base for really? a really long time. Yeah. That's their problem because they can't figure out how to monetize. It's been the same platform well, since that. it came out. Yeah. Yeah. There, there really hasn't been any changes for it. But to me, there is no other platform like Twitter. What? But what? It's but, just, there's but just... why? Like, I mean, I'm legitimately asking because I don't know. I'm illiterate on Twitter. I'm twi-literate. Twi twi-literate? That sounds it, like it, I feel like it's the twi only platform that allows the uh, creator to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with anybody in the world. Oh. Like, okay, if I have a customer service question for any company... I don't email, I don't call, I go to Twitter. And you bet that they're going to answer because all tweets are public. And now that puts a, for companies, that puts an emphasis in like, I have to respond quickly because that your customer service is being broadcasted to the world. Now that's on the business front. But like, you know, it's kind of like YouTube. If you leave a comment on YouTube video, chances are, you know, depending on the volume, that the creator is going to read your comment. It's kind of like that on Twitter. With Facebook, it's not going to happen. Instagram, it's not going to happen. I mean, it might, but it's just not the same. Right. I don't know. Okay. That's interesting. See, I, didn't, I never like, heard that perspective. Yeah. Well, see, because you didn't try the platform. No, I, I think I signed up for it. I think I have a Twitter. Um, but I think it's from, like, 2009, and I don't think it's ever had a tweet. I don't think a tweet has been twelve. Tweeted. Twelve. <laughs> Past tense. Just, English teacher. Just like if you, if you, never mind. <laughs> um, jumping in, I saw Harry Kong's, um, the way that he, he finds balance is to sacrifice sleep. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Uh, Alex Kawasaki, I just think everyone should find something they love doing outside, even just going for a walk. I agree. And that's the thing. Oh, outside. Like, like let's, let me, okay, we can end with that. The outer net. Yeah, the outer net. I... <laughs> As my life, my livelihood, and even like the way I find, you know, how I have fun is just digital media, it's technology. But that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy, like I live at the beach, and I go to the beach, I walk on the beach, I skate at the beach, I have a boosted board, I go out and I, you know, I, I'm outside. And I don't think that 
because I spend all, I don't think there's a correlation between like how much time I spend on digital media and like how much time I spend outside. Does yeah, the two, the two don't, have, the two are not inextricably linked. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like I'm able to, I don't feel like it's going to be a boring day if like for some reason my technology just wasn't working. I'd be like, cool, let's go outside. And mm. like there are, there are days where it's just like, yeah, there's this cool event going on over here. I'm going to, I'm going to go to it. I don't know. And and just like I think it was Alex had said, like if something crazy happens, you know you can capture it, but you don't have to. Like yeah. you have to go for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I think we're gonna end it. Did I we hit sounds... all the points? That was hard. okay. So first of all, how how do we feel about this situation? I'm like really Ca comfy on the couch. Yeah. I'm like I'm personally enjoying the couch situation. I don't know. I was thinking like we should find ways to differentiate our Tuesday man. Thursday shows. Yeah. I mean I I like the desk, but but I mean Tuesday could be like. Hey man, here's like the news story. Here's this. Yeah, this. here's the breakdown. Thursday could be like, yo, let's rap. Yeah. <laughs> and then we rap. I told you, beatboxer. That's, that's my YouTube channel now. Oh my god. Bucks beatbox. Beatbox. You've thought about this. No. Oh my gosh. Well, if this doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're gonna end it. Oh my god! What? That sounds so terrible. Did it? We're gonna end it. No, I meant like the episode. <laughs> that's how. I, that's how I just. Isn't that how I end my Heather's happy hour? I'm gonna end it, you guys. Okay. Well. You know, it's fun. I'm just the couch is too goofy, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too goofy on the no, couch. No, I like it. I dig it. Okay, this is a good place to call it quits. Um... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play our outro music, and then I'm going to just do my thing, so... Oh, but you know what? Let's talk about next episode. Because we're changing the time. Oh, we are. Okay. So, uh, because, again, we keep talking about this, the show is new. Uh, we feel great about it. We're, as, you know, in my opinion, I feel like we're getting great feedback. So thank you for it's all of you guys. It's super fun to do it. It's yeah. like, it's it's a cool, I don't know, it's a good mental exercise. I genuinely enjoy it. I mean, we, we're having a lot of fun and I, we think that we are providing value also. But uh, it, it's a matter of finding the best way to reach the most people. Right. So uh, that, that means trying different things in terms of like, okay, is the set going to be this or is it going to be a news desk? Um, is it going to be a different time? Which is, I think, the next thing that we're going to try. So, starting next Tuesday, um, for our first four episodes, including this one, we started at 8 p.m., but next Tuesday, we're going to try 6 p.m. <laughs> so, for next week, Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to try 6 p.m. Just because, uh, you know, East Coast, where you at? Right. Probably in bed right now. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Harry Kong, you sacrifice sleep for your... Yeah your livelihood then you're wide awake yeah so tune in 6 p.m and let us know if that time is better i don't know give us feedback again we're, we're still trying to uh, the show's it's evolving it's evolving and and it's never gonna be not evolving yes so that's that's the fun point because it's kind of like the whole digital media thing and never really stops that's what we gotta evolve to <laughs> all right a dog on there i got everything on here i could sound... Do you have the air horn I did once. I also had a little bit of Skrillex, but that's a story for a different day. <laughs> anyway, um, here's our outro music. Are you ready for today? Yeah. I'm going to go... Beatbox? Sure. I'm going to sneak out there. <laughs> and he left it with me.